Hello everyone, this is your boy Dean. I'm here to serve you this piping hot tea. And I was planning on doing a podcast episode about a different topic, but I think I'm going to save that for tomorrow. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, the rapper DMX, he passed today. Um, he lost his battle. Um, you know, reports are that he had an overdose last Saturday. And it put him in the hospital because he had a heart attack. And, you know, it was a week full of drama. That's, that's you know, that's, we gonna, that's how we going to classify it. It was a week full of drama. Because, you know, I'm going to just say this. And this is something I've noticed ever, even, even back in 2008 when Heath Ledger died. When these celebrities pass... It, it just seemed like these blogs or these other celebrities want to be the first one to put it out there. I mean, you had people saying DMX died on Friday. Then you, then you know his his spokesperson came out and said that's not true. Then you had reports that he was doing better. Then his other spokespersons came out and said that's not true. You had all these different conflicting reports. And, you know, people were really stressing out about it because DMX is a beloved figure in hip-hop. It's it's like, it's like well, damn, can can the family or a spokesperson for the family, can they be the one to, to, to share news? I, I think people forget, you know, yeah, DMX was a celebrity, and yeah, these are celebrities, but these people have families that care about them. And you know, yeah, they gave their music to the world, but that fam- they belong to that family. At the end of the day, it's the family that has to bury these people, not the world. And you know, you had all these celebrities just rushing and posting stuff, posting that the man had died, that you know, just saying rest in peace, and there was no official announcement. And you know that drove the conspiracy theorists and, and like I said, you know, I believe a person has a right to believe whatever they want when it comes to conspiracy theory. But, you know, I don't like when people just rush and post stuff. Because, you know, I've seen people say DMX was a sacrifice or, you know, that they're, they're saying it was Lil Nas X's birthday and they said Lil Nas X sacrificed DMX. Which, which I just think is some complete bullshit. I'm sorry. I just have to just just call bullshit on that. But but I just I don't know. I I just I really feel like social media, especially Instagram, has just made people so crazy, and that people would do anything to be first for likes for attention that, you know, they just don't use common sense anymore. And, and you know, the more the more I think about it, the more I'm just wondering, you know, I think it might be time that we, a lot of us, just delete that app. And I know people make money off of it. I know people's whole brand is tied to it. But, but I think it's time that certain people, it's time, it's time for us to delete this app. I mean, it's it's. It, I, just think about it for all you all who are listening. 
Has, has social media made things easier or harder in the past 10 years? See, when Instagram came out when I was in high school, it was fun to go on there, post a picture, and, you know, share what you and your friends did. That was fun. But now you got all these filters. You got people selling selling sex on there, drugs on there. You got all this plastic surgery and all these different agendas being pushed on there. And now, you know, they'll, they'll be quick to delete you or, or threaten you or, you, you know, people can't have simple conversations anymore on there. You, you know, I told you all that spirit of anger would come upon you like it came upon me when I was arguing with that one dude that one time. And that spirit of anger came upon me and, and it just took me out of my character. It really did. Then you got all these because everything's moved online now, especially with, with this pandemic. You got all these, you know, blogs and companies like the Shade Room. Um, you got Hollywood Unlocked. You got TMZ. Well, and, and, you know, the Shade Room of Hollywood Unlocked and all these other black gossip sites. Most of them are owned by these other people and they're just very biased. They'll just post something and just keep it moving or you know they'll they'll edit a clip out like when they edited that Sweetie and Quavo clip just to build a narrative you know it's, it's again it's just like anything for ratings anything for clicks and views anything to generate revenue so people can look at something you know cause I saw where you know people were posting that DMX died and everybody rushed there everybody was just just you know crying i saw people just 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 crying writing bible verses saying you know naming their favorite songs then you know kind of find that he hadn't even died yet and, and again i think you know that's someone's family member his family probably had to see that this is just like when kobe bryant died and all the media was just rushing to be first rushing to put anything out there then, you know, it was just this massive hysteria, this massive buildup. And, you know, everyone was just fighting with each other over over the fallout from Kobe Bryant's death. Y'all remember when Gail, when Gail and Snoop Dogg had that infamous back and forth and Snoop Dogg called her a bitch for asking Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant's rape case. And I, a part of me feel like something like that is going to happen again. Because, yeah, Gail was mad, but it boosted ratings. And, you know, and, and unfortunately, DMX didn't live a cookie-cutter life. I, I'm just waiting for someone to come out and just blast, blast, you know, the mistakes he made, you know, when it came to drugs or, you know, having kids on his wife or... You know, child support. I'm waiting for someone to blast him because I know it's coming. And people can say it's, it's sad and stuff, but you know, a lot of y'all, a lot of you all love that stuff. And I like good drama too, but you know, I, I know when I went across the line. But that's my that's my opinion on that subject. I want to talk about something else when it comes to Dina Max. I, I think we need to 
be honest, and, and start asking certain questions about people who get into drugs, about how childhood trauma does carry over into adulthood, and about how a lot of these adults do prey on these young teens and use them and, and that fucks them up. But first, I, I just want to say I'm not a hip-hop head. I mostly like pop music, R&B, but I, you know, there are, there are some rappers I do like. And DMX was always a rapper I do like. I can still rap party up, you know, word by word. I remember when that song came out and I remember my mom used to play that song all the time. She had the album. I remember that's all us kids in elementary school would say is, y'all gonna make me at the fool up in here, up in here. You, you know, that was just the jam. I love that music video. I used to, I even liked when he wore them, the, those baggy um, overalls all the time. I liked the way he talked. You, you know, I, I just really liked DMX. And yeah, he had this hood persona, he had this street persona, but you know what? The man, I've always thought he was a good man. Like, if I met, you know, people say you shouldn't meet your favorite rapper because they turn out to be assholes. But you know, if I ran into him, I, you know, and I met him, I feel like he would be, like, I feel like I would have a nice story to say about him because, yeah, the man had problems, but I never saw him disrespect anyone. I never saw him, you know, put down anyone. Even when he would go out and talk about God and stuff, I never saw him disrespect people. Never. And, and you know, no one has ever said DMX disrespected me, DMX robbed me, DMX, you know, hit, hit cursed, cursed anyone out or or, you know, fucked anyone over. DMX put a lot of people on. Swiss Beats, E, the whole Rough Riders crew, they all got put on because of DMX. And, you know, they always, both Eve and Swiss Beats, always gave DMX credit. Always. And, you know, I think, I think... That's, I think that's that's what's missing now is because again the music industry not the same how people interact it's not the same anymore and you know I, I really do feel like there'll never be an artist like DMX a person who does have street cred but you know I, he never came off like he had to prove himself to anyone at least to me I've 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 seen old old interviews he used to do on 106 and Park with AJ and Free, and you know DMX was a very smart man, and again yeah he was rough around the edges, but you know, I you felt comfortable with him. I, I felt comfortable with DMX. I did, and I think a lot of people did from all backgrounds. And you know, he was a very good rapper. He used to, he could tell a story or, you know, I just like how his wordplay was. I, I liked how, you know, a lot of his songs had a lot of meaning to it. 
Now, because DMX is mostly from my mother's generation, you know, I mean, I caught the tail end of it, I guess. I don't know if I'm Gen Z or millennial. I was born in 96 and people, people, you know, have have different opinions about what's the Gen Z and what's the millennial. But I will say that, you know, I didn't know DMX. I didn't know DMX backstory. I just knew his music. But I remember when his Behind the Music came on and I was really shocked. I mean, I knew he probably came from a tough background, but you know, I didn't know like the extent of it. And actually his his Behind the Music is on YouTube and I, I caught it again about two days ago, especially when all this drama was happening of people saying he was dead when he wasn't. I, I, I caught it again and I think I think first I think we need to talk about abusive mothers because I notice, especially in the black community, people take pride in if their mother hits them or if their mother goes off on them or calls them out their name or does stuff. And and again, yes, the Bible does say you spoil the rod, you know, spoil the child, you spare the rod, spoil the child. Yeah, that's the thing. You spare the rod, spoil the child. But I think there's a difference between disciplining your children and, you know, just treating your children like shit. And and I think D, and DMX's mother treated him like shit. I mean, his mother used to beat him and his siblings a lot. You, you know, she made him drink perfume. She used to throw him out and he used to go out and sleep with the dogs. And that's where he developed his love of dogs because DMX loved dogs. Um, he, you know, she would let his, she would let her boyfriends beat him a lot. And, you know, he, he said, you know, he was, he was a very scared child growing up. And, you know, he didn't really have friends. He used to get made fun of a lot because, you know, they didn't have a lot of money. Like it was a lot. And I think I think because DMX is the man, and again, he you know, his persona was he was so hood. I, I think I think it's easy for a lot of people to dismiss that and say, Oh, he, you know, your mother's supposed to discipline you and stuff like that. Again, there's a difference between discipline and abuse. What DMX was describing was abuse. And it's, and he never healed from that. Even watching that behind the music episode, I can still see that just hurts him. That his mother didn't love him like she should have. Cause that's not love. It's not. It, it it really isn't. And I also feel like cause I've when when the news came out about DMX. Um, in the hospital, I saw, I saw a lot of men, and particularly a lot of black men, say, you know, their mothers were abusive to them, or their mothers, you know, used to put them down a lot. Their mothers took their anger out on them, and, and you know, I think that's that's a topic that people don't touch on because being a mother is put on a high pedestal, and I'm not saying it shouldn't be. And, you know, people are quick to go in on, you know, dads that beat the shit out of their kids or dads who abandon their children. But, you know, I notice when it's a mother, when it's a mother, 
the conversation changes. Or, you know, it's like people have to look for an excuse or go easier on it when it's the mother who abuses the child. And I think that causes a lot of damage, particularly to men. Because and I know people are, people love to say, you know, men should should embrace, you know, their emotions or men should, you, you, it's okay for a man to cry and stuff. But let's be real. People do disrespect you or want to call you whiny when you go, when, when you're a man and you tell someone that I hurt my feelings. And I should know I'm a man and that's happened to me where I told someone that that hurt my feelings and they told me I was being a baby and to get over it. Yeah, that happened to me before and that hurt and, and you know, it took some, and I, I've seen a therapist to get over some of the stuff that I went through with ch- in childhood. Not that it was anything like DMX, but I've gone through stuff in childhood and I've had to unpack all that. But see, for me, I put a lot of that stuff in the back of my head. And I thought, I used to think, and it wasn't until I saw a therapist, actually I saw a therapist early this week. It wasn't until I was talking to that therapist and I started, and I told this therapist, because I did trust him about stuff that happened to me in childhood, dealing with bullies or dealing with, you know, family members who said hurtful things to me. And, and you know, I used to put it all in the back of my head. And I used to think, okay, I got over it. If I don't think about it, I got over it. But it just, it would always come back up. And from that Behind the Music episode, I think that was happening to DMX as well. And I've seen where a lot of men have shared the same thing, that, you know, they tried to move on. They thought about it. They didn't think about it. They've moved on, but it, it does come back. It does. And it creates a lot of demons. It creates a lot of of heartache, it creates a lot of problems that exist in adulthood. For DMX, you know, it was drugs. Um, DMX has also said he, he didn't trust women that much. You know, I you know, DMX, even though he I believe DMX was a good father, but you know, it was I think it was hard for him to have a stable family environment with one woman. And that's all, that's all, that that's all explanatory when you look at where he came from. How can you expect someone to, you know, get everything right and there's no guidance? Then his mentor, the person, when he started rapping, the person who took him underneath his wing, laced, laced, gave him some weed, and I believe he laced it with crack. And that's what got him hooked. And that's another thing we need to talk about. And 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 that's why when I made that Lil Nas X um, series, and this is not to bring Lil Nas X into it, but I'm gonna bring it, I'm just gonna mention this. A lot of these young people who these record companies just pick up 
a lot of these people don't have people like good people looking out for them a lot of these people just use them when they're young and then as they get older and they become messy just discard them And, and, you know, for you to take DMX underneath your wing and then do some shady stuff like that and get him hooked, that's just evil. And and that's why when I don't I don't take some of these these campaigns seriously, it's always times up me too. But, you know, can we talk about that again? You know, you don't just have to just sexually take advantage of someone to take advantage of them. You will be, if you get someone hooked who's young, who's impressionable, or you just introduce them to something else harmful, that's 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 taking advantage of them as well. And again, just like Lil Nas X, DMX had a lot of demonic imagery in his in his music as well. In his first two albums, you know, there's a lot of songs about demons him battling demons and talking to the devil and debating with the devil and all that yeah he had songs about god but you know he became really big for, for you know some of those songs where he was talking about the devil on the first two album covers you know he's covered in blood and just like Lil Nas X you know yeah yeah it, it was for attention it was different it got a lot of media attention Cause I still remember when I was in church one day and the pastor was telling, you know, the teenagers they shouldn't listen to DMX. Said it was devil worship music and stuff. I remember that. But see, a lot of people just just for some reason people don't want to look beyond the surface and see maybe this person is doing that because they have trauma or because they're trying to get a point across and they don't know how to express themselves, you know, or maybe they think by bringing all this attention, someone will ask them the question, well, why did you do this? Or what did this song mean? Or what was the significance behind it? I read this book by Pearl Bailey, who was a a famous um, African-American entertainer in the 50s and 60s and 70s. And she opened her book. The book is called Talking to Yourself. And the book, and in the book, she said, as a as a nation, we she said, we are the greatest nation on earth. I believe that. But we do not tell the truth. We lie to ourselves, we lie to our children, we even lie to the media, just like the media lies to us. See, every, every it's always fun and games to blame the entertainer for, for, you know, a certain agenda being pushed or, you know, to blame an entertainer for the reason why the youth is messed up, to blame an entertainer for, for why music don't sound the same, for why when you, when, every time you turn on the radio, you hear nothing but drugs, violence, and sex. And yeah, there's an agenda behind that, but I th- but I think people need to ask the people who's doing this, who putting this stuff in their lyrics. For most of them, there's 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 some hurt behind these lyrics. There's some trauma behind these lyrics. And and, and as far as the drug use, 
And when I was, when I got to high school, you know, DMX was considered washed up. He wasn't cool. People used to make fun of him by how he looked, called him a crackhead. Um, you know, people used to make fun of him for his tax problems. And that's something I, you know, and that's something that's really bothered me ever since the Britney Spears debacle. I don't like how we, we just take pleasure in someone's downfall. Even if we may not like them or care for their music, I would not take pleasure in seeing someone fall or, you know, seeing someone go through tough times. I mean, it's one thing to make a joke, but also have a point to it, but we become so mean, just so unnecessarily mean to each other. And I, I, I and and just like with social media, I think we need to go back to talking to each other instead of yelling and screaming at each other. We need to kind of go back to talking to each other and just seeing the other person's point of view. Well, why does do this person think this way? Why did this person do that? I I I, I just think and forgive me if I'm you know, pausing a lot because, you know, usually I'll write down my thoughts, but you know, when I started he, when I started official release that he died, I just felt compelled to go on here and just give my thoughts. Because it was, it was, this was, I've been thinking about this for about two days now, about this whole situation. And and back to, you know, making fun of someone when they die. I notice when it's a black person, I notice a lot of black people seem to take glee when when it's a black person that falls. And maybe that's that bucket that um crabs in a bucket mentality that, you know, people say a lot of black people have. Or maybe it's you know, maybe it's just people have such low self-esteem that, you know, when, when someone they, they feel had it all falls, it's like they take glee in that. And, and that, again, that just goes to show you that social media has really made people just crazy. But with the drugs, and again, DMX, you are responsible for your own actions. I, I believe that 110%. DMX is responsible, you know, for his drug problem. But having said that, I, I, I think I, I, when it comes to drugs, there's different reasons why people do it. I, I've seen where people have done drugs just to fit in. I've seen where people have done drugs just to loosen them up. You know, when they're at job because they don't know how to handle stress or anxiety. I've seen people who who've done drugs to escape the pain of their life. I've seen people do drugs, you, you know, to get out of a bad situation, believe it or not. I've seen people do drugs just to try it. They're daredevil and they think they, they won't get hooked. I've seen people who've been born addicted to drugs. 
So there's always different reasons why people do drugs and drugs come in many forms. It's not just a needle you put in your arm, it's pills, it's booze, it's sex, it's a lot of vices that can be considered a drug. And you know, for the most part, people are responsible for for that. Like Wilson Phillips said, you have no one to blame but yourself. I believe that 110%. But at the same time, I think we need to also understand why someone might get hooked on drugs instead of labeling them a crackhead, labeling them a pill popper, you know, labeling them adult fiends. And all these laws and debates about legalizing drugs, delegalizing drugs, criminalizing drugs. Well, you know, a person should do this drug but not do this drug. And, and you know, why don't why don't we talk about why these people are getting hooked on these drugs? Let's talk about who's making money off these off of this. Truth be told, it's someone getting rich off of this. I'm just keeping it real. And before I end this episode, I just want to say, I hope this taught people, one, you're not promised tomorrow. I know that's a cliche, but that's a true cliche. You are not promised tomorrow. When it's your time, it is your time. And you can can run, you can hide, you can't escape it. When God says it's your time, it is your time. And that's why, you know, people should put 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 stuff aside and reach out to your family, reach out to your friends, check up on them. I know, I think a lot of people who DMX put on with the session of even Swiss Beats, I know it's a lot of them who want to post these pictures now, then, then check up on when he was going through all that, when people was clowning him in the media, when he was labeled a crackhead, a dope fiend made fun of. I know there's a I noticed a lot of these people didn't have his back. Funkmaster Flex even called out certain people, you know, want to post stuff now, but when that man was suffering, you know, didn't didn't reach out to him. And that goes, and that's another thing I think people need to take, we need to, to promote. It's good friends. You know that song by Houdini, Friends. How many of us have them? That's a, that's a true statement. How many of us do have friends? And see, that's another thing I think social media has has made people forget about what a true friend is. A true friend just ain't gonna isn't someone that's just gonna stand next to the damn picture, or you know, twerk with you at the club. A real friend is someone that's gonna pick up the phone and call you. Or or if I call this person just to check up on them, you know, they're actually happy to hear my voice. They don't mind, you know, telling me what's going on or something serious happened because they know I got their back. It's about five people in my life I can count who who I have like that where if I was stranded 
or, or, or damn near if I was hanging off a cliff and I could only call five people, I knew I could call them five people and they would rush up there to me. See, see, this is another cliche. People love you when you're at the top. That's why I hope Lil Nas X and Cardi B and all these other newer celebrities realize that people love you when you're at your top. But when you start sliding down, that's when you're enemy number one. That's when you're a laughing stock. That's when you're a joke. That's when it's okay to disrespect this person because they're not making hits. You, you, you know, if, if you take off some time or maybe get yourself right, it's like people want to penalize you for that. And, and and I I just I, I just I just think it's it's just sad. It's it's a very sad situation all around because you got kids. I believe his youngest I believe Demon's youngest child is three or two. You know who who don't know their father. Haven't seen. You you know probably probably ain't seen him in some time, and, and you know now he's gone. And and you know now you got to share him with the world. And I hope the family has a private funeral, cause after Michael Jackson Whitney Houston funeral, I just think these networks and these and you know these these blogs and these politicians just love going to these funerals and just promoting agendas just to be seen, just to be heard. And this has gone on since JFK's funeral. I mean, but but I, I'm just tired of it. I really am. I'm just tired of it. So I pray to God that they have a private funeral. You know, I mean, it's one thing to have a tribute. It's, it's one thing to have an hour long you know, discussion about his music and the impact it had on a lot of people, but, 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 but just, just have the funeral just be for close family and friends. That's what George Michael's family did, and I think that was the best thing. Actually, I think Prince's family did the same thing, and I think that was just the best thing. That was the best thing that they could do. It really was. But but again, I want to say, I, I do want to just reiterate, you are not promised tomorrow. And I'm not going to try to be too preachy, but I'm just saying, make the right decisions. If, if you have trauma, it's okay to get help, especially if you're a man, if you're a black man like me, it's okay to reach out and say, I need help. It's okay to seek a professional. It's okay to, you know, to, to get it get it off your chest. I haven't, I felt so much better when I told that therapist stuff that I kept inside of me going on damn near 20 years. I mean, I mean, people who I did some of the stuff I told him, I didn't even tell my close friends. My insecurities about myself, 
you know, how I sometimes see myself, how I feel like some other people see me. I kept that stuff hidden inside of me for a long time because I thought it made me look weak. And again, because as men, men are socialized not to be seen as weak and that hinders us. I'm not saying you gotta, you know, just, just you gotta just, you know, be all feminine or something. No, I'm not, but there's no, there's no, you should not be ashamed for asking for help. And you know what? It's okay to tell someone that hurt me. And that behind the music episode, DMX, you know, seemed to be conflicted about, you know, whether he, about telling his own mother that the stuff she did, the stuff she allowed other people to do to him, hurt him. Or, you know, when it came to that mentor that got him hooked on them drugs, that that hurt me. It's okay to, you know, tell someone that you, you remember when this happened, that hurt me. Because again, when, when you die, that's it. I mean, yeah, your soul, your soul goes on, hopefully goes to heaven, but your soul goes on. But after that, you can't, you can't go back and tell someone how you really felt. You can't go back and uh, make wrongs right. You can't go back and heal from it. And no, you can't change what happened in the past. I, you we, you can't. If that's the case, everyone would jump into a time machine and, you know, tell their younger self, don't do this, don't do that. But you know what? In this life, that's called growing pain. You know, there's no perfect manual to life. There's not. It's sometimes I wake up in the morning and I wonder, you know, am I do what I'm if I'm doing something wrong, or you know, you know, am I is this the day I'm gonna fuck up or something? I I still think that sometimes when I wake up. But again. You can always make it right. That's something my grandmother used to say. And again, over the years, I just noticed the older generation seems to have, don't don't say stuff to the younger generation anymore. My grandmother always used to tell me, when you woke up out, when you wake up in the morning, you always have a chance to make today better than yesterday. That if God allows you to open your eyes and get up out that bed, that means God gave you a purpose and it's up to you now. And I will say, DMX did preach that also. DMX, you know, had a whole poem, did this whole poem, and I'm gonna try to find it again. You know, I don't, I've been looking for it, but I couldn't find it on YouTube because, again, you know how YouTube be taking shit down, taking, you know, real shit down. But, and he was talking about the industry. And, you know, he was talking about how the industry, you know, again, promotes people. And then when they follow, when their album sales drop, clown them, try to act like they ain't shit, try to blackball them.
how this industry, you, you know, has made people just lose their morals, just treat people awful. How, how they have favorites and depending on who's selling, who's selling out, that's who gets put on. And, you know, just and, you know, just telling artists, you know, don't say that song or don't talk about this. Don't talk about that. And, and you know, for those of you who, who want to hear the full speech, please just just go look for that. He was talking about the industry because that was some real stuff he was saying. And I, I think the saddest thing is when you look at the landscape now, you don't have people like that no more. And I think that's one thing people liked about DMX was he was honest. He didn't come out fake. It's so much fakeness now. Even people who came out around the same time as DMX have become so fake and it's so obvious that it's it's how fake they are and it's like there's no one pre there's no one giving advice to the youth anymore and yeah some of the youth don't listen but you know it's like yeah that, that should not stop you it really shouldn't This episode, I talked about a lot, and I didn't make—I didn't mean for it to be this long. But again, it was just a lot on my chest, and I'm probably all over the place. I know, but again, I didn't write my thoughts out because I—I just felt compelled to come on and give my thoughts on the situation. So I'm just gonna pray for his family. And just like, you know, I'm praying for everyone. And if you're not religious or, you know, you don't believe in God, I'm not here to shame you for that. But you don't have to be religious or believe in God to be a good person. I don't believe that. And what I'm saying or my opinions on that, I think that that goes to you also. Again, we all have a choice in life. We do. So just make the right choices. And again, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to admit that I don't got the answers. It's okay to break down and get mad, scream, curse. It's okay to do all that. It's okay to, you know, tell someone that you know that that, that they hurt you and that you hate them or, you know, you hate what they did and it's caused you to have this hatred of them. It's okay to do all that. But after you do all that, you got to learn to heal from it. And also be honest about what made you, what got you to that point. Because see, see, even though you don't know it, there could always be someone who's listening to you. And this person may not tell you directly, but they've been there. They needed to hear that. I 
And with that, my name is D, and I hope you enjoyed that tea. And again, everyone, let's just let's just let's 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 take a break from social media and learn to talk to each other again, respect each other, uplift each other, and look out for one another. I hope you all have a blessed day, and I love you all. Thank you.